Hello, everyone. This is the show show, and today we are going to talk about One Punch Man, a popular seinen anime and manga from Japan. My name is Adam, and I'm joined by Jay. Hey, oh, uh, you can find me at Jay Suisponte. You can also find Adam at Adam Dong. Not true. Aaron. Hey, this is Aaron. You can find me at Tenacious Aaron, and this is all on Twitter, the social media of our choice, apparently. Mm-hmm. And Tony. Hello, hello. I'm on Instagram at tpinquite. Remember to check us out on social media at the Show Show Pod. And if you have any questions you want to send us, send them to the Show Show TV Podcast at gmail.com. So, One Punch Man is a Japanese superhero franchise created by the artist One. It tells the story of Saitama, a superhero who can defeat any opponent with a single punch. But he seeks to find a worthy opponent after growing bored by a lack of challenge due to his overwhelming strength. It originally started off as a webcomic, and it grew in popularity until being made into a manga in 2012, and then an anime in 2015. I think there's currently three seasons released on the anime. Um, I would probably have to describe this podcast after extensive debate with one of the co-hosts, Aaron, uh, as a satire and a parody of the seinen genre. Uh, other popular names in the Saini genre would probably include Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, Naruto, Bleach. What does Sanin mean or Shonen? What, what, what do those words mean? So it's essentially the demographic that it's marketed to. That's how uh, it's described in Japan. So I think Saining, uh the demographic for that is uh, youth or teens but here in america i grew up on dragon ball z obviously finding it as a kid and grew to love the genre um generally you'll find like superpowers or uh martial arts things like that is it specific to like youth or teen males generally yes okay but i think it can go both ways um, but yeah, uh, this, it's, it's definitely a gag comedy. It has some silly moments in it. And at the end of almost every episode, you, you have Saitama, the main character, absolutely obliterating, uh, oh, my bad. Oh, absolutely thing. obliterating anything that, uh, he comes into contact with, but in kind of a clumsy way. Um, well, it, kind of, you've kind of set the stage, and I would also argue that in, in addition to being a satire of that type of anime, I, having watched The Tick, having watched um, The Boys, having watched a bunch of different, like, kind of, like, superhero satires, I felt like this was also kind of commenting on the genre, um, apart You cut from, out a little bit there. Just like it was commenting pretty heavily on the superhero genre. Like, I felt like that was a big part of what this show is also kind of making fun of is how superheroes, at least in the West, are kind of portrayed and how we kind of, I I don't know, there was the organization, there were the levels of heroes, you know, that you had to get licensed. And if you were a class C, then you had to like work extra hard to keep your license. Otherwise, you got dropped off the list. Uh, and also, I think it was also interesting showing the kind of the same way the boys did that the heroes at the top 
really didn't give a shit about anybody or anything. They just were super powerful and more or less looking for, you know, something to fight, something to do, um, which I thought was kind of interesting. Cared more about status than they did about helping people. Mm -hmm. It was about self-promotion. Yeah. Anyone else? I feel like Adam and I have been the only one that said anything on the show. I'm really glad you mentioned the boys because especially once we get to the point where it introduces the hero association, I was, I was getting really, really strong. The boys vibes. Yeah. Do you, since one punch man has been around longer than the boys, do you think that that one punch man had an influence on the boys? It's possible, but I think that DC and Marvel had a bigger influence than, uh, an anime did. This, this, uh, anime, in my opinion, is very, uh, comedic in nature in that it has like a, a side of superhero uh action so uh, fun facts real quick uh the boys comics actually predates one punch man by about two years oh wow uh, but uh both of them you know they're very similar they both started out as comics and then progressed on to be a television series and uh to speak of the, the comedic aspects I can't really tell you why, but I was not expecting this to be a comedy and was very pleased with how funny it turned out to be. Uh, you know, the other animes that we've watched had some comedy elements to them, but they really didn't rise to the level of uh, One Punch Man here. I really enjoyed it. What was Were your there any laugh out? Yeah, oh, what, what was the laugh out loud moment? There had to be one. For me, it was, I think it was pretty early on uh, when Saitama, uh, he's he's more focused on getting to the grocery store on discount day than he is with, like, killing the villain. And, like, in his super boss fights um, with the villain, the villain makes a comment about, oh, you know, t- I'm, I'm going to beat you up until two days from now, which is Monday. And then Saitama realizes, he's like, oh, no, that means today's Saturday. And it's discount day, and I'm not at the supermarket. And then he, you know, gives the <laughs> gives the knockout blow to the monster. That one cracked me up. <laughs> yeah, it's it, I, I enjoyed it. I thought there was, there were some points where I was like, it was like the sensible uh, chuckle um, gift. You know that was the the way I felt through the throughout most of the uh, the show. I thought like it was a very strong satire, very funny. Um, I I will say I, for better or for worse, um, I watched it with Christy and we watched it with the English dub, which was mm-hmm. a little weird. Um, I was gonna ask, what did everyone else? Did y'all all watch it subtitles? Did you watch a dub? What did everyone else do? Anytime I watch an anime, I have to watch subtitles. That's just yeah. the voice acting is leagues above, in my opinion. Oh, for sure. Agreed. I was actually unaware that there was a dub option. I thought it was only subs, so that's how I watched it. Well, if you went to uh, Hulu to watch it, Hulu has dub and sub, and the way they um... do it is episode one and one are back to back. But when you start a dub version of the series, it will skip all the subs. If you start the sub, it will skip all the dub. Uh, just depends on whatever episode you started. Gotcha. I, Christy wanted to watch it because we had watched Naruto together, and she was like, but I don't want to read anything. Well. <laughs> I get that. Um, 
Aaron, what was your favorite funny moment? I so the comment one of the things I thought I love patterns number one and and obviously him trying to figure out what you know where the opponent like whenever he was dreaming and there was like the the Earth King or the under the Earth King and like there's this <laughs> epic battle going on and all of a sudden he wakes up and then there's the actual under under the ground people come and they're they're substantially smaller and, and puny and less powerful. Um, I, I thought that was pretty funny, but also just like I liked that there was like the land of the king of the air, king of the sea, king of the land, kind of like you know, reoccurring kind of hierarchy that kept on being a part of the story. You know, I was like, okay, so like the last guy was like the king of the sky. Uh, that was I will say this: there's one thing that I, I liked about it is they do that art style where everything kind of like really loosely drawn like it's not the hard lines anymore mm-hmm. and a lot of the fight sequences especially with genos which always it was always funny like because it's one punch man is going to destroy them in one punch they have to have some combat se- sequence so like a lot of the show's combat is like genos not being able to and then saitama just coming in so um but i like the art style that they did for the I definitely appreciated that it it like you just said it it sort of downplayed the combat in some ways because you know a, a criticism I've had of previous animes is uh, when it just devolves into monsters or robots punching one another I completely lose interest I don't care about that uh, but here it they did a much better job of holding my attention and not just having it be twenty straight minutes of of uh, of a uninteresting fight scene mm-hmm. what yeah, it does most of the, oops, sorry, go ahead. cause gonna say what it does better like i don't know i've seen the first season of one punch man i think i watched it when it was new and then i think i rewatched it not too too long before we picked it as a show but um i feel like it's one of the ones if i was going to recommend someone that hasn't watched any anime to watch or if they liked like DBZ, Dragon Ball Z, or those shows back when they were in middle school or whatever. I think I watched on Toonami after school or after middle school is when I started watching it. For sure, uh, that's a throwback. But like Dragon Ball Z, it's like three episodes of like, every time they fight a little bit, they're like, oh, that was a good warm-up. And then you have like a 10-minute conversation. Like, this is like all the best parts of Dragon Ball Z, which is the fighting, without all the filler crap. Uh, so that's what I really appreciate. Um, and if I was going to answer the funny part, I liked it when uh, the whole episode, he's trying to kill like a normal mosquito. You can never catch <laughs> yeah. it. And then like the boss mosquito is like super powerful, about to kill Genos. He's like, whoosh, slaps like, <laughs> like a blood <laughs> explosion. <laughs> that's pretty funny. But the, the fight animations are pretty top tier. Like, uh, on this show. I don't know about season two. I think they had different a different studio do season two, but the five sequences are pretty top tier, I'd say, for recent anime. Uh, I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed it. It's had interesting because... All... Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to ask, had all three of you guys watched this before uh, watching it now? Yes. I had not seen it. Okay. I, I have uh, read up to the manga, and trust me, it does get better. I wish they'd release more seasons, but <laughs> I won't talk about that. Um, 
I found the art style kind of interesting because it, at moments, uh, it almost got kind of lackadaisical, I think, for comedic effect. And then in the fight scenes, the, like all the edges would be sharper, it'd be much more detailed and textured. And then, I don't know, during silly moments, uh, it would just kind of like give an outline of the situation, usually like wide eyes or stuff like that. Well, almost the, the uh, reminiscent fight, to what Fully Cooley did. In the final fight, like King of the Air, like there's almost no detail anymore. Like the things are just like shades of Technicolor. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was really cool. Like it was a very visually stunning um, combat. But at the same time, I having just watched Naruto where the combat that a fight takes six episodes to play out. Like that was also a thing that I was like, oh, I actually kind of like that. Like I, I kind of had a realization. I was like, oh, that the fights feel like they're they're too short. Like we just we just got here. We just started this. I just got to know this this character and his weird naked wrestling moves, and it's over. <laughs> Pretty much, uh, most of the fights will go like the monster is just trying to attack and kill Saitama, and then Saitama just takes it hoping for a challenge and then throws one punch and it's over. Uh, even the last boss, like he, he did a, a good number on him and like blew him to the moon at one point. I think Saitama just jumps back from the moon. Absolutely crazy. Uh, lands back and then throws one punch and it's over. But <laughs> I think that kind of goes into the comedic nature punches. of the show. <laughs> consecutive normal punches that was good <laughs> like special yeah, I, I, I think the whole the whole premise creates kind of a storytelling problem because if you from the outset know that one punch from Saitama will destroy any enemy then y- there's never any tension you're never worried that he's going to lose the fight but i think a a strength of this show for me was that once we got to that final boss fight, I it, I actually doubted that. I was wondering if Saitama was going to make it through, and you know, obviously he did, uh, because that's how television works. But uh, you know, I I I thought that this show did incredibly well was even without that tension of oh is he going to win, they still made it interesting and they still made it engaging. Mm-hmm. Well, can, I also think it's funny, like the little, the little meta jokes, like uh, Genos being a, a cyborg who is trying to get vengeance against the cyborg. You know, like those little backstory things that obviously, I think a lot of superhero movies like shows. Like I feel like we forget that, like in the nineteen like sixties, seventies, and eighties, they're pumping out anything and everything they can to try and make a buck with these comics. And so that's why like all the Marvel comics, you know, secret identities are all, all rhyme. Peter Parker or start, start with the same letter, you know, mm-hmm. right. It's because Stan Lee was shit at coming up with names. So he just followed a pattern and he stuck to his pattern the entire time. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that Genos's backstory was one of those things where I was like, that is, that's, that's Peter Parker. That's like the ridiculous backstory. That doesn't make any sense. Or the, the, the young men who are upset that they have to work, so they're they're deciding that they're going to start a revolution so that people can just be lazy, you know, like <laughs> the mm-hmm. ridiculous reasoning behind it. 
Yeah, the robot suits. <laughs> or Saitama's training regimen. 100 squats a day, 100 push-ups a day, run for 10 what? miles. What was up with the Balchinian kid at the beginning? <laughs> that correct so me. That, <laughs> that's the son of the guy who created the Hero Association. Oh. And he created it because his son was attacked. And then a few years later, we have Saitama, who eventually goes bald because of his rigorous training. Uh, and here, Association is born. But I think Saitama was probably the first superhero, or at least uh, for that, uh, before the Association was created. Well, in season one, they don't they don't give us enough background on Saitama, so I definitely am, am less interested and curious about his superpowers and where they come from. Uh, I did I did think it was pretty funny when she just called him out. I was like, "There's no way you got the strong just doing this. <laughs> like, this is just basic shit." See, that was something that I I really appreciated about this show and made me like it was that we didn't dwell for very long on any kind of backstory or we didn't have to suffer through an origin story like we do every time they reboot Spider-Man. Uh, it was just, you know, here's Saitama. Uh, he has this really kind of cursory uh, tra uh, training regimen, but he's incredibly strong. That's all you need to know. Let's go fight some monsters. Yeah, basically. I also he, like that he lives in the abandoned town, like because he's the only person who can survive, like all the monsters yeah. showing up. He lives in that shitty apartment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's not very wise when it comes to like how to make money or use his strength to make money. That that, that goes back to the the silly nature of the main character, and he's kind of like a, a Dokkan protagonist, just kind of bumbling around, not really entirely sure of what's going on. But just living his life. Living his best life. I do like how there's two Saitamas. Like, they change the way he looks, too. It's like, there's, like, doofusy, normal, like, not in a fight, or not serious Saitama, where his face is, like, goofy and round. And then it's like, oh, he finally gets kind of into the fight. He, like, it's a normal face, like, sharp. His eyes, like, usually glow and stuff like that. Like, like going, he... going from Chibi to Dragon Ball Z combat stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's like what Genosha's like, you're supposed to go all out. But he's like, and he's like, death like flies on the screen because he's like behind and about to punch him. He's like, oh God. But yeah, I the like the episode do, in the evolution place. Uh, it is kind of like not jokey 100% of the time. And it, like, Saitama's obviously like Superman type character, but he's also seems to be like a, batman type character like he's like shouldering all the negative stuff to protect other people like he destroys a meteor and like everyone's pissed off because like all the sh fragments destroy a lot of the town but no, like the meteor itself would have vaporized everybody like everyone would have died instantly if he didn't do it and then also like uh they're fighting that big king of the sea fish monster guy and mm -hmm. hey, basically no one's strong enough to do it and he like one hit KOs him, and everyone's like, "These heroes suck. They're losers." <laughs> and he's like, "Ha ha! They weakened it." Like he's kind of like shouldering like all the hate and crap, so that other people can stay clean. Basically, mm -hmm. uh, he was he was being a good, you know, compatriot. In regards to that, the survivability of it. 
know, other superhero friends or compa- you know, co-workers, I guess you would call them. He's like, yeah, that that was one of the parts where I was like, the character of Saitama is really, really good. Like, I really like his character. He's a genuine guy, and he's doing something to about the less fortunate, which I thought was really good. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd agree with that, but I think something that the show was lacking was a lack of characterization and a lack of arcs and a lack of um what's the word character development you know is Saitama he's basically the same at the beginning as he is at the end you know we no one really grows or changes the story just kind of happens and I I will say this is the first season and there is a bit more growth later on that I don't want to get too deep into but it it does kind of expand things, but it does it in a way where it, there's never an episode saying, hey, here's what happened, here's how this works. It always just kind of happens in the background and gives you bits and pieces as it goes. Mm. So that, that kind of stays the same throughout. Um, you were talking about not wanting a, a backstory episode. There's never anything of that, and trust me, there's still questions, like once you get to where the manga's at. Uh, mm-hmm. Like... And it doesn't we, fully answer anything, but it does we get give to know like, these little bits. But we we get to know Saitama, we get to know Genos a little bit, but we don't really get to know anybody else. We really have two main characters and then a bunch of very small side characters, like the guy on the on the bicycle who also cracked me up. Uh, but you know, I, I was Moon Man I was Rider for a little bit more. Justice tackle. <laughs> well, they they introduced some of the heroes at the I think the last episode in the eleven or ten and eleven. Uh, you get to see like, hey, these this is the S team, right? Like, I think that green haired chick who floats has tornado telekinesis. Is it tornado? I thought that was what her it name is was. Tornado. I think okay. that's her hero name. Gotcha. Uh, so that's one of the stronger like people from the hero association mm-hmm. then there's king um didn't really get to see him do much child emperor was another one of my favorites mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that also cracked me up and then obviously genos is uh one of the s team now after he took his exam mm-hmm. that was another funny moment when saitama completely blows the physical test out of the water and it gets like a barely passing grade because he messed up the writing exam <laughs> <laughs> like I, I wanted more of that subplot where the the S class superheroes were either corrupt or maybe even evil in themselves or just selfish, and we got a tiny taste of that with I can't remember his name, but like the the handsome one who was doing the TV show, you know, that, we're introduced to him. Guy. Yeah, we're introduced to him you know, four episodes before the finale, but then he just goes away and comes back in the last 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I could have, I, I wanted more of him to be a little bit more of a, at first hero who turns out to be a villain. I feel like they could have done more with that. And all I can say is it's just not in the first season mm-hmm. because that stuff did like you, it does go into that, but it does it over a long period of time. Okay. Um, it, it's a lot slower in that aspect. I I kind of have a cheat in regards to I I know a little bit about what happens, and I also don't want to spoil anything. So sure. all I can say is that concern I think is addressed, 
but just not in the first season. And okay. you're right, the first season is a little rough, and it's also condensed because I guarantee you the manga probably went into a little bit more in that first arc. But because it's in anime format and you have 20 minutes, 24 minutes to be exact, you have to cut down and trim. So it it is gone over. It's just gone over over like 50 episodes, right? And new characters are introduced. And whether they're the strongest heroes or the some of the weaker ones, they do have a role in the show. Uh, it's just not all at once. Hey, that's Tie Dye Tiger, <laughs> right? <laughs> and was it Puri Puri Prisoner? Like, Puri what Puri was Prisoner. up with that? <laughs> yeah, and well, also like the weird like into the young boys. Mm-hmm. Is that why he was a prisoner? <laughs> is, is that the connotation there? Remember this Japanese was. culture? There's some weird tropes. I think it was. He said sure. he couldn't keep his hands off the, <laughs> the boys. That's a little concerning. Probably won't <laughs> age well, but you know, it is so, what it is. So, no, me and Christy, so whenever we were watching Naruto, she asked the question, she's like, why are there perverts? Like, why, why in anime are there perverts? Why is this just like so blatant <laughs> and accepted in children's cartoons? <laughs> and, and and I was like, oh, that's a good question, because like in, in Dragon Ball Z, Master Roshi, mega perv. Oh yeah, um, Naruto, Jiraiya, mega perv. Like perviness is a part of a lot of anime um, culture, and so I started looking into it, and actually, kind of like the way they described it is, it's kind of like a, a way to express taboo subjects and and allow the society to have an outlet to deal with it without actually acting on it was the way that it was kind of couched. And a lot of times it's it's shamed within the cartoon. Like it's not necessarily shown as just positive. Like, oh, these guys are creepy. Like it's shown in a negative light. It's just yeah. still expressed. And a lot of times it's expressed in a way that's really over the top and ridiculous to to kind of poke fun at it. So I, I don't know. Like this that's I, I assume that this was a similar type of situation. Usually, you also need an excuse to put in some fan service into an episode. So, if they have a pervy character, they can do some etchy stuff or something. Not in this, this case. This one's for but... the pervs, y'all. <laughs> Let's hear it for the pervs. But uh, speaking of uh, society issues that crept in, I'll, I'll admit that a lot of the the satire and the um, oh, what's the word? The other was used parody. parody, parody elements went over my head because I'm just unfamiliar with the genre that they're they're parodying. But something that that also really got me was the the threat levels where it was dragon or demon or tiger. Uh, that that really made me laugh uh, because it reminded me so much of the terror watch levels here in the United States, whether it was green it's orange. Or orange or yellow, because like, what the hell do those colors mean? That That's not a scale that I know, like much yep. like tiger or dragon or, you know, it's it feels completely arbitrary and just meant to to make you scared. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty appropriate threat level. God. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm a big that fan of Threat Level Midnight. Uh, one of the par- uh, parody elements would be like, remember the last boss fight? The alien comes down and he has like this form on his throne, and then he switches forms, 
and then he switches forms again. That, in my opinion, is directly parroting uh, Frieza from Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, for sure. Who just... <laughs> you, this is not my final form. You haven't seen all my power. You haven't it's just like... even seen my final form. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> I guess, yeah, you're right. That's something you probably only get if you watched uh, Dragon Ball Z, but it's it's kind of funny. <laughs> I think, uh, Jay, even your the comedy part you liked, like, that's a parody because there's always, like, the hero's always getting, like, beaten down. They're having, like, an internal monologue, like, oh, how did I not realize this before? Like, oh, they have, like, a some sort of, like, inner monologue while they're getting the crap beat out of them, and then they have a revelation and come out of it somehow, and they're stronger all of a sudden. It's a bunch of bull crap, but then that's what kind of made that extra funny, is, like, he's, like, it's setting it up exactly like that. He's like, oh, no. How could this be? How did I not realize? And then it drops the, it's Saturday, no! <laughs> My favorite uh, comedic moment was the evil scientist who gives like super steroids to his brother, makes his brother grow into like a, a massive giant. And then his brother ends up slapping brother? him. Yeah. yeah, that was so good right at the beginning. <laughs> like, kill the one on your shoulder! <laughs> Just dramatic pause. <laughs> Slap! What Nissan! did you do? <laughs> Nissan. Oh my gosh, that was hilarious. Uh love that episode. I love that they didn't hold back like I love the wide scale destruction. Oh just, yeah. Like, you really got a sense of how I guess powerful and also just like how much damage stuff is taking. That aspect definitely reminds me of the boys because it's not so much about hey, make sure everyone's okay. It's hey. Stop this threat at any cost. And then cities are getting destroyed left and right. Massive craters forming. So it's it's not so much like the Superman aspect of, hey, no one can die. No, no, no. People definitely die. People definitely die in this show. And it's not afraid to just be like, yeah, it was a, it was a dragon threat, you know? In that regard, I was a little disappointed in the the ending, the way that they they left season one, because they basically just did a little like ninety second monologue where they're like, "Yeah, city A was destroyed, but uh, they rebuilt it with roads going in and out of the new impenetrable Hero Association headquarters, and la la la, everyone lived happily ever after." Mm-hmm. And it was just a little truncated, a little unsatisfying. I get that. I get that completely. And that that's kind of my problem with animes in general is it, it's the same problem you have with TV shows that are modeled after books. Anybody who's read the book is going to go, well, they didn't explain X, Y, and Z. It had so much more to it. And it just kind of comes down to they're restricted by time. Uh, they have to pump out. They only had 11 episodes to explain probably like 40 chapters of a manga. So another problem with anime is like usually seasons are one, they like never know if they're going to get another season. And two, it's like half the shows are just promotional material to try to sell more manga or light novels. Buy our toys. So you kind of have to like throw as much story as you can because you don't know if you'll ever get that next season. Well, this one did. Uh, but I think that's like, that's like also a problem is 
they only get once or they think they only hit the tree like they only have one shot to do as much as they can and usually that is how it is which sucks too if you especially if you like one you're like oh when's season two coming out never it was just to sell more books or dvds or something Mm -hmm. which always sucks when you get enveloped in a show and then it's like oh wait they canceled it what but luckily, this is not the case. And if you are interested in One Punch Man, there's plenty of more content to check out, whether it be in anime format or manga format. Uh, I think the manga is up to like 130, 140. So a lot of chapters there. It's hard. It's hard to read. <laughs> like, I, I do enough reading for work. It's like, oh, do I really want to sit down and just read something? It's easier to watch a show. I Man, I hear you there. What did you guys think of the music of One Punch Man? One Punch! I think it was like the... Hmm. It felt very much like anime intros, like Naruto and stuff like that. Like, just having watched through that recently, there was a lot of familiarity there. I will also say it, it always makes me laugh whenever I hear, like, in Japanese, I'm singing an English word. Yeah, there's some words that uh, don't really translate well. Uh, like I think it was like the epitome of 90s rock. Where it's <laughs> just like... Yeah, 90s rock. I think that sums it up pretty well. I really enjoyed it. Like, uh, I'm, I'm somebody who will skip a opening sequence most chances I can get. Uh, but I found myself more often than not just watching the opening sequence because I like the music. And even the closing sequence. I don't know what it was about that... Uh, about the the closing credit song, I don't know. I just liked it. Yeah, I like I like the little. I don't know what they're called. Where there's always like a uh, halfway through the episode commercial break transition or whatever. Uh, I really like the One Punch Man. It's where it's like they sign off. It's like then it comes back. It's like See, I, I always, because the first anime outside Dragon Ball Z that I ever watched was Trigun. I always, like, measure it against that, because Trigun had that, where, like, at the halfway point, there would always be that, like, guitar riff, and then it would be, like, the same guitar riff, just backwards. <laughs> Man, I, I watched this on Netflix, and, like, it, it didn't have that. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm missing out here. Oh, man, yeah, you did miss out on that. That was... You need to go watch one of the Hulu ones, just like fast forward halfway through and see, because like there will always be a scene from the show and mm-hmm. then like a little like guitar riff and then the exact same scene with like a different Technicolor like paint, painting of it. Uh, yeah, right it's now. like a high contrast white and a bright color of one of the important characters from the episode, basically. Man, I feel deprived now. It's essentially insert commercial break between this. It li- yeah, that was the commercial mm-hmm. break book caps, like the, the end notes on either side of it. So it always made me feel like the show was really just made to fit between commercials with the dark together. Mm-hmm. Are we so? I guess are we ready to do scoring? Let's get some scores in on this. And uh, Adam, this was your show, so I'm going to let you lead off. Okay. Um, I guess in summary, I think this is a fantastic anime. I think if you like anime, 
and you like to laugh, then you should definitely check it out. Um, I'm probably gonna I'm gonna give it a nine. Uh, in my opinion, this is one of the better animes, in the sense that you can kind of just pick it up and almost watch from anywhere, and you'll be all right. It, I think it's timeless. Uh, it there are some parts that probably won't age well, but overall, I think it will. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I'm gonna give it a nine. Jay, how about you? I like this show a lot. Uh, I wasn't necessarily expecting to at all, uh, but enjoyed it thoroughly. Liked the characters, liked the uh, <laughs> the stories, episode to episodes. Uh, loved the music, loved the visuals. Uh, was it perfect? No, I, I had some some small criticisms and complaints, uh, but you know, all right, we're putting Adam in podcast jail. I swear, Strike I thought two. I muted it. Oh my gosh. Next one, so you're going to have to hang out in the, the podcast penalty box. No, uh, no. <laughs> Are there cookies there? Yes. Nice. But they're oatmeal raisin. Ooh. What do you yeah. And they're mandatory. You have to eat them. <laughs> okay, that's uh, for sure fixed. All right. But this was, I'd say, probably by far the anime that I have enjoyed the most so far. So I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to more and I'm going to give this a solid seven, seven for me. How about you, Tony? Yeah. I'm uh, going to agree with Adam here. Like kind of like he said, I feel like a lot of anime. I don't, if you like animes, especially if you like combat, like action oriented animes, I think this is, pretty top tier especially in the last several years to come out and i think i mentioned it earlier like this would be one of the few where if someone hadn't watched any anime and they had a slight interest i would recommend this as one of the first ones just because it's so palatable so it goes down easy and smooth pretty much uh so i'm gonna go eight and a half consecutive normal punches (laughs) uh, for my (laughs) for my rating i think it yeah i think uh, if you look around, you probably won't find as crisp and like excellent fight animations as in this show. Uh, maybe some of the ones from the last couple of years, like Demon Slayer or uh, this last season, Jujutsu Kaisen, was really good. And it's kind of like a similar, I think it's 22 episodes, though. It's more like a Naruto style. Uh, so maybe check that out, Aaron. But yeah, it's my rating eight and a half. All right, that leaves us with Aaron. So, I number one, the fact that it pulled, I thought it pulled off the parody, the satire. I thought that it was very well done. It was funny. It was entertaining. Um, I didn't take it serious, which is, I think, the whole point, you know, of the satire, while being able to kind of have the the sensible chuckle at the meta jokes that um, kind of hammered on some of the stereotypes that people love and hate about anime culture, anime, you know, long-running action anime, superhero genre, and the like. So this, to me, excellent, would suggest, would recommend. I'm going to go with probably an eight, uh, eight consecutive punches, because I felt that, unfortunately, and I think this is just what Adam has already pointed out, because it's an anime form, they cut some stuff out, that I feel probably would add a little bit more foundation and a little more kind of explanation to 
what's going on. I felt like the first season kind of felt a little condensed, if I'm if I'm being honest. Um, but that that condensed aspect didn't take away from the entertainment aspect. Uh, I just wish that they had. See, this is what's frustrating to me, and this is be my little soapbox here at the end. Having watched long running animes where they, you know, throw everything in the kitchen sink and then make up a whole bunch of other things that are not in the house uh, to to fill time while they wait for more of the manga to be written. Like, why would they cut anything out of One Punch Man, knowing that some of these shows run for, you know, 500 episodes? Like, how many, if, if they included everything in the manga, Adam, how many episodes would it be instead of, what, 12? Um, hmm. It's not the same story. It's, it's, hard, it's hard to say, because some of the chapters for One Punch Man can run kind of long looking at like 70 to 80 pages. So it, it can be a little hard to say. Uh, also, I, they may have been constrained because this was originally a webcomic, right? Normally you have a light novel, and then the light novel is made into a manga, and then the manga is made into an anime. That's, that's the traditional format. This was a webcomic first. So it was essentially already a manga, and then... They kind of like remade the webcomic into a manga because it didn't look that great. Uh, so the art was poorly done. Um, so they got an artist, they remade the manga. And as far as I know, the webcomic's still ongoing with the kind of lackluster art. Um, so that being said, they honestly, they may have quite a bit of content, especially if they have to fit it into 20 minutes and animate it. That being said, I don't think there's any filler like throughout the entire show. Um, or manga for that uh, matter. So, honestly, they probably could have done a 16 to 20 episode season, which is a little untraditional for uh, Japanese uh, anime. But 16 to 20 episodes, I think they could have flushed everything I mean, out in the first a season. a lot of the Naruto epi- seasons are 20 episodes, 25 episodes. There's exceptions, but like if we're talking like uh, just a standard anime, usually it's either a 12-episode run or a 24-episode run, with like one or two OVAs if it's a 24-episode run. And then... What's an OVA stand for? Oh, crap. Um, I know this. I think it's original video animation. Yes. So it'll be, it, it's not necessarily a part of the arc or canon, although it can be, but it's just kind of like an extra or a bonus episode they have tacked on at the end. Usually they have to go to a hot springs or a beach <laughs> for some fan service. Yeah. That, that can also happen. <laughs> nice. Well, strong <laughs> ratings across the board here. And we've got an average rating of 8 and an 8th, 8.125, which puts us uh, tied with Atlanta Season 1 and How to Sell Drugs Online Fast Season 1 uh, within probably top, looks like about top 8 of the shows we've seen. So top quarter, uh, just below Doom Patrol and just above Maniac. So strong showing for One Punch Man. So anyone got, are we ready to spin? Are we ready to pick our next show? The wheel I'm gonna of leave myself volume. out of this because no, no, no. We've already come up. No, we've already come up with the rule. You have to get selected twice 
to be pulled out. It's of just the, looking at the list. The last two were you, and then the two before that were me, and then it was Jay. I just, I'm, I'm, we already I came kinda, up with a rule. I want to leave myself out. I'm sorry. We came up with a rule. You get two in a row, then you pull yourself out. Uh, is that? Is everyone agree? This was what we had discussed. Them's the rules. Okay. Because honestly, I just feel like you don't want to put up one because. No, I can put up one. I have one in mind. It's probably going to be another anime, but I have one in mind. All right, well, anyone who's got things in mind, anyone? You you Actually, said you, you know were Staff Last Laugh. I just changed it. Staff Last Laugh? Was I that your shake? Um, this time, actually, I'm going to put up season two of Miracle Workers. Uh, it's it's become kind of an anthology show where each season is in a completely different setting with the same cast, but playing completely different characters in a different setting. And the first season, it was all right. It kind of bumbled along. It was cute. But the second season, loved it. And there's a third season coming up, so I felt like it's a great time to do season two of Miracle Workers. Is there a uh, specific platform that it's on that we need to watch it on? It's on HBO Max. HBO Max. Everything is on hosted HBO on your face. Everything is on day. HBO Max now. True. Okay. Um, I'm gonna put WandaVision into the basket. Uh, it is a series based around Wanda and Vision from the Marvel Universe, nice. and. Wait, I don't is that where they got the name? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, so it, it seems a little interesting. I've watched a little bit of episode one. Uh, I kind of want to see where it goes. So I'm going to put that into the basket. I'm, I think you I'm, can watch it on Disney+. Plus. It is on, on Disney+. Plus. I'm putting up Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Why do you and hate? I, I'm pretty sure it's only on YouTube. Why do you hate me? There's only six episodes, 23 minutes each. You guys can, can get over it. <laughs> Why do you hate me? <laughs> All right. And then Tony? I'll go ahead and share this. Well, be honest, I outsourced this one because I was trying to think of a show, but I couldn't think of one that I hadn't already seen. But uh, one of my friends suggested Undone. I think it's on Amazon. Seems pretty interesting. It has kind of a interesting kind of cell shaded, but also live action kind of trippy vibe going on. At least from the trailer. Okay, so here is our thing, and I'm going to do a, a quick shuffling so that there's no accusations of impropriety. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if it ended up the exact way it was entered in? Possible. The integrity of the randomonium is paramount. It is. It is. All right. So I'm going to close my eyes so that I can't see what, uh, I guess, it's starting to spin on. Let me make okay. sure my mask is covering the wheel. All right. Here we go. On the count of three. Three, two, one. It's spinning. It's about as fair as I can make it. Looks and like it's undone. we have become undone. Amazon, my first victory. All right, very cool, very good. So I'm curious about this. 
I know nothing about this. Oh, I've seen a. I have seen a preview for this. The trailer looks definitely like uh, it's kind of one of those. Is this actually happening, or is it an hallucination type? Like waking thing. life. It looks very waking life to me, at least. And then Bob Odenkirk's in it, so it can't be bad. Oh, love Odenkirk. Yeah, love Odenkirk. This is this is good. I'm excited for this. This is kind of out of uh, out of the norm of our normal picks too so we'll see i'm in a good position because technically it wasn't my idea so if it's good i get credit <laughs> but if it's bad i'll just blame my friend blame blame them yeah no now they I want told us all i'm of the not credit sure that and none of the blame apparently this girl's also in Bo- bojack horseman oh wow Alrighty, so undone is the next one up on the docket well, very good. I think we've had we had a good showing with One Punch Man, and I'm excited for this one. This should be interesting. Um, I guess before we go, has anyone got something? What are y'all guys watching right now? Anything of note? I have finally gotten into The Wire, and all I've got to say <laughs> is I don't know what the hell took oh, me so baby. long. I don't know what the hell took you so long. Yeah, I don't know. Because like, I, I had probably. Character- like, I had like three or four false starts with that show where I try to get into it and I was just like, oh, I just can't. But I, I, I don't know. Maybe I just needed to grow up some more. But damn, that's a good show. Oh, yeah. So good. I definitely want, little talk, I want to talk to you about every single season. Best character ever. Omar is one of the best, best characters ever, too. I just walk around whistling the farmer in the Dell now. <laughs> Walking through the courthouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, very good, man. Uh, what about you, Tony? What are you watching? I don't think I have anything going on right now. I just watched a ton of anime from the last, uh, was it winter season? There was like a ton of good anime. So I was watching those. Jujutsu Kaisen was like a battle anime. That was pretty good. Uh, There's kind of like this, uh, I don't know if y'all like the isekai genre where it's like you're reincarnated in another world. Yep. Uh, I know when you're about to recommend. Oh yeah, that Mushoku, uh, Mushoku Tensei. But I was That's also it. like uh, season two of I got reincarnated as a slime. It started off super slow, but second season kind of came together at the end. And it's more of like a kind of like slice of slice of life. It's another comedy ish one. That was pretty good. Big. I like it. So nothing going on right now, but I just finished up a lot of anime. Uh, I haven't really been watching anything, uh, to be honest. Once I finished One Punch Man, I've been playing a lot of video games. So, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Christy and I have watched through Big Bang Theory recently, and really, uh, yeah, um, she had not ever seen it. So we we were watching through. I'd seen like the first eight seasons. It uh, has funny moments. Uh, I'd say the first three seasons are pretty solid funny, and then they just play, fall into their formula as hard as you could possibly fall into it mm-hmm. and, and stick with it. Accurate. So, uh, But she liked it so much that she's now watching, like, we're going to start watching Young Sheldon, which I was like, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I, I've been, like, watching old shows, going back and watching, like, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Bob's Burgers, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. Just. I don't know. There hasn't been a lot of new shows that have really caught my eye. It's interesting. A lot of people have been ranting about WandaVision. Um, 
It does look interesting. It's intriguing. My sister was absolutely shitting all over it. She was like, it's just postmodernism. People need to grow up. It's not that interesting. (laughs) I've heard good things. The trailer for Loki looks excellent. I've heard that as well. I think something we should consider watching in the future is uh, a little show called Call Me Cat, uh, which is a new show featuring uh, Mayim Bialik from The Big Bang Theory, Amy Farrah Fowler. It looks like it might be the worst show ever made. And I would just really (laughs) love to rip it apart with you guys. Have you ever watched Blossom, which is also her? It's like her first show, and it's like an 80s sitcom. And it is pretty horrendous christy maybe watched like the first 10 minutes of the first episode and it was like super awkward 13 year old girl humor and it oh. was rough <laughs> maybe no, with uh, maybe with our shows we could pick like a super bad movie or something that way we can trash the movie even if we like our show yes and it's not as big as a time commitment of watching a whole season of a bad show I'm okay with that as long as we all watch it at the same time together and we rip it apart. Like, can I say this movie, yeah. uh, Mystery Science Theater? You can say anything you want. <laughs> but we, we can put you the donor feed for all well, of our well, uh, supporters on Patreon. What I will say is that what we can do is we can live tweet it, and at Adam Dong can finally go live with his first tweets. Yeah, yeah. that that <laughs> Twitter user should definitely go live, whoever that may be. It's you. It's not though. One day, one day, ladies and gentlemen, he will admit that it's him. It's yes. never going to happen. All right. Well, any, it I, is I you. I that... saw your Venmo payment receipts you in the comment uh-huh. box. Uh, uh-huh. Must be somebody else. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All righty, ladies and gentlemen. Well, this has been the show show, and we are signing off. Remember, if you want to check out our social medias. Uh, at the show show pod on Twitter, or the if you have any questions, the show show TV podcast at gmail.com. Send your questions to us, we'll, we will answer them. Y'all have a good one. <laughs>